Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Kallenberg. And my name is Susan Kallenberg. And welcome again to Freedom to Choose, program number 40 in the series The Life. And this is called The Light Part 2. Yes, last week we talked about the light. Yeah, last time we talked about the light. This time we're talking about the light again because... We like to talk about the light because Jesus, Jesus is, is the light, right. right? Susan, would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes. Our loving Father in heaven, thank you once again for a wonderful opportunity that we have to talk about your characteristics, uh, your desires for human beings, and and how you um, provided the answer in the life of Jesus. And we just ask now that you will help us to communicate um, those things that are most important, and we ask that your spirit be with us, and we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Susan. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so in regards to the light and in regards to talking about Jesus as the light, uh, then what would we refer to as the darkness or the power of darkness? It has to be anything that's not the light. Anything that's not the light. Right. Okay. Well, you know what? Before, when when we were um, just starting, when maybe it was the music was starting, I was thinking of of Jesus and and I I don't know I I've kind of been on this um, this train by a ticket and ride. No, it's and it's it's Jesus is the physician. He's our healer. He's our helper. He's the one who's going to restore us from our condition of brokenness into wholeness. And we should be going to learn more about his light and how he does it and not to be afraid, ashamed, or fearful or um so how do we know we shouldn't be afraid, ashamed, or fearful? Because we can look at the historical record of the Bible and we can see how he treated people. And exactly how he conversed with them, how nobody was above someone else, how a person like Peter can deny him when he needs him most, and yet Jesus doesn't hold that against him, mm-hmm. how he washed Judas's feet who were later going to betray him, and he didn't hold that against him, how he's nailed to a cross, and he forgives those who nailed him to the cross, and he doesn't hold them against them. Right. Wow. Wait right. a minute. He's Be- not holding any. How he runs the Pharisees off when they throw their woman down in an adultery, and he runs them off, and he protects their reputation as well as hers. But you know what? As a human being, the things that we— um have from the record of everything that he went through from the time where he was arrested in his trial and and all can you imagine um what restraint it must have taken in order for him to 
it, it had to have been his i don't know how to explain it well but. as a human being yeah you, you our, our 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 carnal natures which he had carnal nature mm-hmm. is you, we we want to our instinct is to save we want, ourselves we and and we want right to win out we want and, yeah. and he was he was right personified and so to allow the events to play out as he did and not to retaliate Right, and that was that was the key big deal, right. because what was the very last temptation in his life was to save himself. Come down off that cross and save yourself. Right. And, and what is the human condition? The 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 um the evil part of the human condition. Is we want to save ourselves. Right. It's selfishness because we're in, we're we're afraid. Right, and so we lash out in selfishness. That's just what we do. We we don't want the spotlight on us. We want it on everybody else but us. Or and, we want the spotlight on ours. Uh, well, you know? when we're quote unquote doing good in our eyes, right, right. But if there's anything goes wrong, we shift the blame, and we see that just just really rampant mm-hmm. right now in 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 this in this world right it's everybody else's fault always right or or everybody for themselves mm-hmm. afraid that someone's going to come take something from you or afraid you're not going to get something that you deserve and it's and and it's just and i think that um satan we talked about satan and the evilness is trying to m- multiply that and manipulate people's minds so that we're at each other's throat. Yeah, and and it's just and it causes more fear, more and, fear, more division. And, and, and I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about that scripture in Revelation that says um, Satan goes around like a roaring lion. Yeah, what's a lion do? He. He, as a roaring lion, he he scares you. Yeah, right? he's not eating you. Yeah, he's not killing you. Doesn't he's, say as a devouring lion. Right, as a roaring lion. Right, a roaring lion will instill fear in you. And and then you can go back to the scripture that says, "Perfect love casts, casts out, out fear." Fear doesn't cast. It, he could list a whole plethora of things that perfect love does, but it doesn't say anything but perfect love casts out fear. Which is our problem? Isn't that isn't that amazing? How those simple things are there? It's and, so simple, right? And so, the closer you get to perfect love, the less fearful we will become. Right? It's just by default, right? See, because the bigger picture gets bigger, and our little world that we're trying to control, we see how foolish it is to try to control our little world, and and we right. start thinking big. Remember Abraham? He's walking through this world is not my home. I'm looking for a better country. Right. I see the big picture. And so for us to understand, it's kind of like standing on the street watching a parade go by, and you see a float by float go by, as opposed to maybe the grand marshal who's up in a tower that sees the whole procession of floats. Right. And then God's up a way, way up above that as he's seen sees everything the entire parade, happening. Everything, yeah. And so I think that, that that's one of the big things is always look at, try to find a, that bigger picture. Take mm-hmm. yourself out of the center and step back. You mm-hmm. know, step up and take take a look from, you know, a, a, a higher view. Mm-hmm. A higher, you know, the higher view is that all this stuff is going to pass away. Mm-hmm. You know, the higher view is that the money that we save is not going to, you know, or, or the money we spend or the things that we have to, is not going to prevent or or recommend us to heaven. You know, so sure. so the most important thing is how we how are we treating other people and how do we treat ourselves? So, OK, and that we all kind of crave that mindset to where the problems of this world will roll off our back like water off a duck's back, right? 
I, I crave that. Right. I crave that nothing bugs me because there is a there is a life after this and it's going to be way better. I crave that. But what about when the guy's on his way home and he gets in a wreck and now he's in ICU? Right. God, why did you let this happen? Or what happens if, you know, your you know house gets burned the down? The house is burned or, or, or last someone night. Someone has a heart attack. Last night we lost three oak trees in a storm. What if one of those would have went through the bedroom window? Right. And took one of us out. Right. You know, so there's, we live on this dangerous planet. Mm-hmm. We've said it before. A lot of bad things happen. So God understands that even though we crave this mindset that this is not our home, that we're still here and we're still suffering. We have through. that, we're in that battle. Look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right. Clinging to the ground and, and praying, God, I do not want, I do not want to go through this. Mm-hmm. And that's our nature, and that's his nature. But then he says, not my will, thy will be done. And I don't think we understand how, because right before that, he tells to the disciples, he says, I'm about to be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, and there will be no protection for me from here on out. The devil is going to have his way with Jesus all the way through the Garden of Gethsemane, through the mock trial mm-hmm. and and the, and the followers of the, the devil are going to nail him onto the cross mm-hmm. and you don't think that that was not you talk about butterflies on steroids or whatever the, Jesus went through some very serious stuff and we so he understands the seriousness and the dangers of living on this planet mm-hmm. and the seriousness and the dangers that we all go through, our chemical makeup of each and every one of our brains. Right. So he knows what our tendencies are. He where knows our weaknesses where are. our weaknesses are, where the devil's attacking us. He knows all of that. He takes all of that into consideration. The woman that was thrown down in adultery, he could see her down there shaking and cowering, waiting for rocks to hit her. Mm-hmm. And what does God do? He reaches out. He runs her accusers off, and he says, where are your accusers? Neither do I condemn you. You're a frightened little child. And that's what he's saying to each one of us. Mm-hmm. Don't get puffed up. Just be teachable. And so, and I think that's where we come to, he is the light of the world. He his is. life is is light, and how he, how he lived his life, his life as a humble human being, and went around healing and uh, teaching and restoring people to sanity, that's the light that we should be drawn to, that we should be um, wanting to have in our own life. Yeah, you know, and it's a natural tendency for us to flatter ourselves that we're doing just fine, right? Right. But, but you know, we all have our addictions. Right. Whether they be substance or behavioral, all they are is something that we do that is not taking us closer to God, whatever they, they may be, right? And there's there's two categories, right, of addictions, behavioral and substance. What is What would be a behavioral addiction? Oh, it can be any anything from gossip, uh, abuse, whether that's verbal or physical, um, it, name-calling, verbal bullying, bullying, attacking character instead of standing on principles, having jealousy, being having resentment. Those are all things that draw us away from the goodness of God and into the into the darkness. I have a thing on my desk that says, anger is the wind that blows out the candle of light. Mm. 
That's pretty you good. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because we we we, we will maintain that we've got everything in, under control because one, once again, we want to be like they were in Eden. We want to be like gods. Right. right. And we will maintain that. But yet that nature is going to cause us to do things in self, to protect oneself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes if we're feeling low in self-esteem, ah. Maybe I need to gossip a little bit about somebody, mm-hmm. make me feel better because I can point their faults and, out. And you can make someone lower than, in your in, own in mind. In your own mind, you lower make, than you, right? Who, yeah. There's a reward right. there. Right. There's a reward for that anger. There's a reward for those resentments. The only problem is it's a, it's a, it's a psychological, it's, it's a false psychological tempo, temporary reward and it does brain damage. Right. So that, so that's the thing. It's that it's, it's not just wrong it actually changes your the chemical composition of our brain and the and the brain structure. And I don't think that you know, back when I was a, a full time drug addict, I don't know that I understood. What are you like part time right now? No, no, <laughs> no. Back back when I was using and an addict, I don't I don't believe that I fully understood the extent of the damage that I was doing. Um, to my brain and to you know what what I was causing to be in my memory bank forever right? right and how that changes your brain and I'm very thankful because I think that God can can recreate your mind so that you can um uh, so that doesn't rule you anymore. Doesn't rule you. Correct. I'm glad you said because that. Because that person is kind of like gone. I don't even know. That. I mean, if I want to, I can dredge her back up and I can bring back all those memories. But as a whole, that's been, that's all been Okay, so but what about the knee jerks though? See, the, the, yes, you know what I'm saying? But, and so the, I still Those things struggle. that we have done as a result of the bad right. things we've done. But but not only that, but it's the it's the deep seated things that mm-hmm. are deep in our heart that causes us to have that reaction. You know, oh, what do I look like today? Am I having the right clothes on? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that fear of not being accepted. I think that a lot of things can happen to us when we're younger, and we don't recognize how they affect us as an adult. As an adult, but they're still there. They're we still talked there. about it before. The right. oldest person in me. He's a five-year-old little boy. Right. And that, sometimes that little guy's he 60 run- <laughs> years old, man, and he wants to run the committee up right. in my head. Right. He wants to he wants to run everything. He wants his way. He wants it when he wants it. He wants it now. And so if I listen to that little guy, because he knows all my secrets, he's right. seen everything. That five-year-old boy inside of me has seen every stunt I've ever pulled. Right. And so he's gonna bring those things. And he's things probably up. the cause of the He's stunts. probably the cause of 90% of my poor judgment. Right. Right. And so, uh, you you know, when you're an addict, nobody tells you you're in charge of that committee up in your head. You you hear a voice, you just do it. Right. 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 Or if you figure it's going to feel good, you do it. Right. Or if you, you whatever, or if you. F- and, and so even though we're clean and sober almost 25 years this year, um, that though that that little guy is still there. He's it's still like there. that old man that Paul talks so about. That's right? exactly. He calls it the old man. I call it the five year old boy. Right. Because that 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 guy, ha- he can whisper stuff about what I feel about or what I used to feel about myself mm-hmm. and he can he can bring that back so up. So like it's a, a present like it's a day. real deal. Like yeah. it's a present day issue. Right. Right. And and that's really what's dangerous. And that's so when an addict is breaking out of his addiction or a, 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 an alcoholic still has to deal 
with all those self-esteem problems. Self-esteem simply means your estimation of yourself. Mm -hmm. If a person only has bad memories of themselves in their memory banks, mm -hmm. then there's the self-estimation of oneself is going to be very low. Right. This is why as ch when we with children or or people just getting clean and sober, we need to build really good memories. Right. And I remember us talking about when we when we got first when we were clean and sober, it's like we have we no good memories. Have no good memories. We had to start building good memories. Yeah. And 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 but they have to be it's it's the simplest memories. It's not about going something or attaining something. It's about maybe having a toasted PBJ on an afternoon. Yeah, you know? and patting one of one another on the back and and saying, you know, you look good today or right. you or it's a and, and so, see, even I think this is an issue, even with people who are not um, addicted to drugs and alcohol or have severe behavioral issues, um, you know, you can have those things, you know, that the little five-year-old girl experiences still come in and run the committee, right? Mm -hmm. So even today, I can be on my way to go to some important date, and it's like, I don't feel like I'm pretty enough or I don't mm -hmm. feel like I look good enough and I still struggle with that and I understand that you know a lot of women struggle with the way they look and whether they're accepted and and it's not going to matter how many times I tell you you look you look wonderful or you you know what it's not right. that's it's an inside it's an job. inside job yes see right. it's a self-esteem and what does God say about you you're you're perfect you're beautiful you just you, man, right and you so know? and I think what what you can kind of say is that that light, that true light hasn't come in and shown in that darkness, that dark part of my brain or my heart or wherever it is where I have that, that, that those, um, whatever is locked inside my heart or my mind that says, no, I'm not going to let truth in. I'm going to keep that air for whatever reason. It serves it whatever serves purpose. Some purpose because right. when it go, when you want to go into, to, Self pity mold or whatever. Right. We'll I've pull got that, that card. You got that to card. You can pull right. out, right? And so, I God is, I think, trying to say, you know, let the light in today. Let's let me let me into the darkness that you hold that nobody else knows except for you and I. Yeah, yeah, and those... see, that's the thing. He's like, I already know, <laughs> yeah. right? So let that that my healing light come into you. And I'm not talking about, you know, some hocus pocus stuff. We're talking about um, God's um, love and His. Uh, you know his valuation of you exactly you know let me into those rooms that are that are closed off down that dark hallway in your mind right that, that only that you, only you get to only go you into you get to go down right. and you open those doors and you know what's behind them because that's true freedom this yeah true freedom is to have those doors open and light in every room and you're okay with you know a person's okay with themselves inside their own skin no matter what right and so we, i know we all crave that yes and i know when things are going wonderful that we almost can get that sense that you know what I I, th I think it's all cleared up, but and then, then all of a sudden all of something a sudden happens something... and we get we get drugged back down that yeah. hole. Or it could maybe be just a matter of being tired one day, mm -hmm. and you, you're extra tired. Or you don't get enough sleep. You don't get enough. Any number of things can happen, and next thing you know, you man, I thought I I, I thought I thought I had arrived, and now now look at me, and now I'm back where I was ten years ago. So this it's a daily thing. Right. It's a daily thing. And you know, there's so much going on in this world. So there's so much to taking care of yourself and getting the sleep and getting water and getting fresh air and doing everything you can to give your body the best operating 
fuel and and um, sleep so that it can run at its optimum. Because I tell you what, everything is out in the world is out there to get us. Yeah, and the brain is a bioelectric computer, a bioelectric computer, and it needs to be fed the right stuff. It right. has to have oxygen in the blood for its for it to operate properly. It has to have the right amount of water in, in for it to operate the right. There's so much involved for this bioelectric computer to work properly and and to think clearly and we need to think clearly and we need to be able to to uh do the right things even though it feels like it's wrong and and it's way more helpful if that bioelectric computer is, is running an optimum giving it every right. chance you can right you know so you know what's interesting is that um that when God redeems, it's not; it's never force, Doesn't right? Forces. There's no external force that comes in and and forces you to make a decision. It's always under the influence of the of the Spirit of God that we're left free to choose whom we'll serve. Are we serving self? Or are we going to serve God? And in the change that takes place in the soul that surrenders to Christ, there is the highest sense of freedom. That's right, because the expulsion of selfishness is the act of the individual person themselves. Now, we don't have we don't have the the power to free ourselves from devil the devil's control. But and I, I kinda wanted to but the power's given it to us and I kinda wanted to use a couple examples if we have time here. I can remember before we before we were doing this radio program, I stuff I, I really suffered with self esteem. Well, I continue to suffer with self esteem stuff, right? But I'm I'm wanting to do this radio program. I remember exactly where I was at, and I was so afraid to call this station and tell them what my idea was. Right. I was pacing back and forth, right? But I had to make the choice. Once I made the choice, guess what? We showed up here the very next day. They had a contract for us. We signed it. We've been on the air for 11 years now. If I'm not... If I don't have the the wherewithal, or if I'm you know the trust in God, but I still have to make the call, right? Then God gave us the power to do the program, right? And then, but then God also puts people in our lives like Anne, like, like Anne, that, that was there yeah. to to always support us always and support continues us and, co- to, and beca- became a good friend of ours, and and um, it, it's just amazing how you see the pieces of the puzzle being put together. But we do, we have to step out. We have to step out. Therefore, it's, there, you know, it's a part of our individuality. Yes. It, it, it makes our characters better the more we trust God. And I was thinking of one other thing. I hope I got time. There is a song that I've written that hasn't come out yet, but it's called He Wants You Back. And I was watching a pastor and he was talking about reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And so I texted into my phone, He Wants You Back. Mm-hmm. And then it, I remember it was on a weekend and I went out into the studio and in 10 minutes I had the song written and we're, it's in production right now. But, but if, if I, number one, if I'm not watching the pastor, mm-hmm. and, he's not ta- and I'm not seeing him talking about reconciliation, right. I ha- still have to make the choice text in he wants you back right right and then i put that in and i still got to go okay now i got there's all these steps to go through but it starts out with making the choices to do the right things all the way down the line and then the next thing you know you have something but what i have a miracle happen but you know what i love is that god is like doing that 
constantly. Like, like yeah, like all the time in in our lives in order so that if we say no to one thing there's an There's another opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. Right. So, and there's yeah. more people, you know, that are that are there. And so that's the thing is like so when when we're trying to figure out in this crazy world what do we do? Our, our prayer is God help us to go be something for somebody that right. needs us. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's help it. us it's help, that simple. help us to have the desire and the energy and and the desire to go and do something for somebody. Can you imagine Jesus God God give me give me some people that I can help today and he looks up and there's 3000 people yeah. there. You know? <laughs> right. And, and and God's saying to Jesus, yeah, you you're needed. You know, and sometimes God is saying, well, maybe it's just your dog and you need to care for him, right? Right. You know, yeah. we don't know. Yeah, or somebody else's dog cuz they're worried about. Right. It. There's so Absolutely. many things we can do. Absolutely. We are going to have to wrap you know, it time up. Went up fast. Time went up fast. Yeah. It's because we we talk so much. I think when you so. talk, the time goes by, right? Yes. Um, so uh, we have resources. We have uh, addiction recovery books. We have how to live your life books. Give us a call. Susan will ship them out nine one six six four five one two nine seven, and we'll ship you cases of books. It doesn't matter. We do it for free. That's what we do. That's what our ministry does. Yes. We do prison ministries. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So if you have a need, give us a call. And uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. So remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? For listening to Freedom to Choose, there is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, could it be this simple, the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.